0: You know, we have to do online learning as well. And then we got to, we have buses, the bus drivers go around and they drive around with hotspots because they don't have internet, you know, down there. And those are bad. So kids are getting kicked out of your class all the time, you know, and those, those hotspots are not great either. So we got to do paper packets. And then we got to do, we like have USB drives and we film our lessons and so the kids can don't have, to have internet. They can do record and watch them then, and yeah, it's a it's a mess. So it's it's really hard.
1: Ryan, you and I met was two. That was the summer of two thousand seventeen, right?
0: It was two thousand seventeen. Yep. Yeah, hmm
1: Yeah. So we met
0: 2018. eighteen.
1: Yeah, we were going through the same license program at Western out here in Colorado to start our uh, teaching careers, and um, we ended up being dorm mates, and it worked out really well. Ryan is uh, a former national champ, right? hmm Yeah, former national champ in cross country and track out there at Western, and then um, I was putting on my running shoes, and he goes, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going for a run. And he's like, I'll come with you, and it worked out amazing for me because he showed me all the cool trails out in Gunnison, Then we went out to the power station and got that delicious burger. Power stop. Yeah. Power stop. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Then you did your student teaching out here in Colorado, but this is what we really want to talk to you about now. Um, Where are you currently teaching and what do you teach?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I student taught in Evergreen, which is a little bit, you know, a higher economic, you know, level kind of area, you know, Um, and you know, a lot of the kids in Evergreen, They're whether they want to or not, they're probably gonna go to college, you know, and their their lives are pretty set up for them. But, you know, I kind of like, you know, for teaching, one of the aspects, and this is a question later on as well, but you know, you really want to teach kids that really need it, you know. And so I went to a job fair, and one of the job jobs was a middle school down in the Navajo Nation. And it's Chimney, Arizona, which is kind of in the heart of the Navajo Nation. And so it's seventh grade, social studies um at chinley junior high school and i'm teaching down there now and so yeah teaching down there it's definitely because you know a lot of kids down there it's tough to get into college you know or even you know and education is not the most important thing down they have a lot of other things to worry about you know like getting food on the plate and stuff and you know a lot of times a lot of kids just come to school because we give we give daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner if they need it, you know, down there. And so that's one of the big reasons they kids come to school. Yeah, the Navajo Nation got kind of decimated by this virus. And, I mean, even my girlfriend, she lost, you know, she lost a few grandparents, actually. She actually, I think she lost like two, I think it was two grandpa- grandmas, you know. And so it's it, it's pretty terrifying down there. And so we had to completely shut down. We couldn't go, you know, in person. You know, we go in the core system down there. So it was last, last spring when the virus kind of hit, you know, or, you know, really hit in the winter. But we kind of had to, the third quarter was still in person. But in the fourth quarter, we were all remote. And so it was a total switch where all of a sudden we had to learn how to teach remotely, how to use the technology. I mean, down there, and then, and then um, we we kind of switched over the summer where we were kind of disorganized in the in the in the fourth quarter of last year. You know, we were just trying to use. They didn't know what to use, so some teachers were using Google Classroom, some teachers were using other things, and then we finally over the summer they got in together and we started using Schoology. And so now we've been using Schoology this first quarter here, and now. We're going to continue that with um, second quarter. We're going to use Schoology. Supposedly in November, you know, I don't know as much about this. I'm not an administrator, but they're going to talk about, the nomination's is going to talk about bringing a few kids in, you know, mostly like ESS kids or special ed kids, you know, into the building to get a little more help one-on-one feed, you know, because it's, you can't teach, you know, a lot of things remotely. You know, it's a lot easier in person. So we're going to try to do that more. And, you know, we have to do online learning as well. And then we got to, we have buses. The bus drivers go around and they drive around with hotspots because they don't have internet, you know, down there. And those are bad. So kids are getting kicked out of your class all the time, you know, and those those hotspots are not great either. So we got to do paper packets. And then we got to do... um. We like have USB drives and we film our lessons and so the kids can don't have, to have internet. They can do record and watch them then. And yeah, it's a, it, it's a mess. So it's, it's really hard down there. And
1: that, that's the point of the podcast is we are really curious how COVID is affecting schools around the nation. And, uh, this is definitely a new perspective for us. Um,
2: Yeah. And we just like want to honor everybody's stories because we know that like this pandemic looks very different depending on who you are. We talked to a math teacher um, a couple days ago who teaches in the Northeast and she talked about how she, like there wasn't really much of a problem. It sounded like getting her kids to have computers to get them logged on. Like the transition was, you know, for all, you know, all things considered very smooth. And so she was able to just kind of smoothly transition to teaching online, um, and to do a hybrid model. Would you agree with that, John?
1: Uh, I think, yeah. So she works at an independent school. She said that they felt like they had more resources. Um, in comparison, she was listening to our podcast before we interviewed her for sure. I mean, I think what she's really struggling was the engagement strategies as well, but she said that uh, they have more supports. You know, like the, the families are more involved in the education. Um, like She had one student who didn't submit uh, two assignments in a row, but she was the sponsor for that student. Or no, I'm sorry. They have each teacher is a sponsor for like X number of students. So then that sponsor teacher reached out you know, to the students, say what's well, up, and they fix the program. And when we tried it. I was like, man, I can't imagine doing that because I got forty percent of my kids not doing work right now.
0: Only having forty percent kids missing would be a pretty good number. And I don't know the exact numbers. I didn't look up my um, my roster and stuff, but we got to be a little. We're, we're higher than that for sure down in the Navajo Nation. You know, it's got to be more fifty, sixty percent not showing up. You know, and like I said, with the internet problems. We, you know, I have a class, my classes are like 15 kids, and we have, you know, a lot of classes, you know, two or three kids show up, you know, on a good day, they are about six or seven, you know, and the rest are paper packets, so, yeah.
2: Are you making the paper packets?
0: So, we make the paper packets, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Like as the individual teacher, if you go in, or do you send, like, your work to a teacher? So, we...
0: We 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 put what's gonna be on the packets and we send it to um, our IAs who print them off and develops. So we're not like all touching different papers and stuff and handing to families, you know. And when they return them, they 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 sanitize them for us to grade them and everything. So,
2: how do you sanitize paper?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. I
1: don't know. Just spray it with Lysol.
0: Yeah. But it's still a headache. You know, we have more clusters now of, of um, you know, nomination was doing good with maintaining the virus. And then it kind of picked up again. And so now we're on bigger lockdowns again. And so, yeah, just, just a mess. I don't know exactly what's going on, you know, with only being a teacher, not the administrator. but
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, we thought we got rocked hard. But listening to your stories, it definitely sounds like the reservation you're on, that community was rocked. One of the hardest I've heard of, man. I mean, your death rates are a lot higher and technology was even lower than we're used to.
2: Yeah, and that's crazy. Like, I think it's important too for people, like listeners, to realize that these numbers, these crazy high numbers, like did not happen on accident, right? Like, the Navajo Nation didn't just have like high numbers of COVID because for no reason. Like, it's because of all of these things that you're talking about, um, the probably low access to healthcare, low access to quality food, like all of these things drive the rate of infection and how um, resilient, I guess, a community is against a, um, a pandemic.
0: You know, the shutdown is hard because how do you get food? You know. Then people, when you get a free time, they rush to the cities to get all their, you know, resources because there's not as many, you know, resources in like Chinle or the Navajo Nation. So you got to go out of town to kind of get that and go to big cities where there's probably higher, you know, more chance of getting the virus and bring it back home. So okay. it's, it's just a headache.
2: Yeah. And I mean, can you describe like the landscape? Like, do you have a local grocery store? Like, do you have...
0: Yeah. So we have we have a bashes, which is kind of like a a Safeway or a King Supers, and you know, there's bashes throughout Arizona. And it's 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 decent. You know, you can get normal groceries there, but if you want to truly get like some of like more essential items and stuff, sometimes you do have to get out. You can't get everything at bashes. You know, so I'll make I make a lot of weekend trips, you know, out to, you know, bigger towns around there, you know, you can go Durango or Farmington or, um, Gallup, you know what I mean? Even Flagstaff, that's like three hours, you know, and, um, Gallup's about an hour and it's, it's like an hour and 20 minutes away. And you go there on a weekend and the whole Navajo nation goes there to buy at the big Walmart there. It is loaded, especially when you get your paycheck, like the beginning of the month, it is like packed there. And so there's a, Kind of group people going there, and so are the shutdowns really helping? You know, because all of a sudden, MS go rush into, yeah. you know, like a big city, and they're mingling, you know, and so it's, 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 it's almost impossible to figure this out. You know, like what do you do in a scenario yes. like? This?
1: There's a lot of students who have other priorities right now. I mean, but even before COVID, I had students and then student athletes who'd be like, "Hey, uh, I can't stay for extra help today. I got to go help my dad." uh, at construction, I'm hanging drywall with them. And I was like, you're 14. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. It pays good. And I was like, okay. Like had kids like being pulled out of my, my track team. He's like, Hey, I gotta go. I gotta go work Taco Bell for the next week. And I was like, you're my star, like track. I like, grew like my top of Mount Myler. What do you mean? He's like, I gotta help pay bills, man. I'm sorry. And I was like, Oh, how, how why? <laughs> like you you can't, yeah. can't fight it. Like that's that yeah. family's priority. So it's survival, man. them those essentials and it, it always puts a unique perspective. When you hear different stories around the entire country, you get outside your bubble and see like what's really happening around the corner.
2: And yeah. not even just that family story. That's the story of a lot of families. My question though is like, what do you feel if anything that you can do about any of the, like about these problems that you're having?
0: You know, that's that's one of the hard things. Sometimes you just feel kinda of helpless because you can't, you know, like I was saying earlier, I think the social emotional learning, especially in middle school, especially especially in the Navajo Nation, I think that's one of the more important time periods in your life where you kind of learn, you know, your family values or your life values, you know. And that's just sometimes you just feel helpless down there. You know, you want you wanna get the kids engaged and stuff. And so I'm trying to make I'm trying to make it a little bit more fun. You know, which is kind of really hard to do, you know, sometimes, you know, when you just compare packets, like, how do you make a pair packet fun for a middle school?
1: There's gotta be something they do, you know, something they like. I mean, I know you guys got that Netflix series. Basketball is really big in your community. What was the name of that show again? Uh, basketball. I think
0: basketball or nothing on Netflix. Yeah. Basketball so, or nothing. Yeah.
1: Basketball or nothing. If you get a chance, check it out. There's this. Um, it's like 10 episodes. It's a documentary series about the, a basketball team for the school district that Ryan teaches at uh, really cool story. If you want to see his community in action, but I feel like that usually tends to what students or middle schools and high school students really gravitate towards to is sports. Right. Um, which again, we know it's hard to do right now, but you got to do something. Like I just saw some of my wrestlers in the hallway. I was like, Hey, you know, if we, if we did workouts, um, I stopped all of them. And when I saw, I said, if we do workouts, we can't actually wrestle, but we'll do strength based workouts We'll work on skills. Would you come? They're like, yeah. Yeah. Coach, when are we doing this? I was like, okay, interesting. You know, when I know you as an athlete and as a coach, I'm curious to see like, what, you know, what are you still doing? How is that affected you for COVID? And you know, is there a plan moving forward for you to get back into sports?
0: You know, that's actually one of the things, um, I'm gonna do with no cross country because I, you know, I was a cross country coast down there. Um I actually got into uh, it's a little bit young group, it's a middle school group, but it's kind of like a mountain biking group to get kids involved and show them how to repair bikes. And we're mountain biking out there and it's it's pretty fun. And so we try to do that to get them to because you know, mountain biking you're right next to each other. It's not like wrestling where you you're with someone, you can be distant right. from people and stuff. So been doing that, which is good.
1: Oh, so you do have these opportunities still to build this community or this, you know, build relations with students right now.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: And that that's kind of one thing that I'm really enjoying because I, as a teacher, that's one of the biggest struggles is you're not making that engagement. You know, I love engaging with my students, you know, joking around with them or doing activities with them. And that way you actually get a little, a little connection, you know, I think it's yeah. good for the kids as well.
1: Oh absolutely. It's no. like you said, if you're sitting inside staring at that computer screen all day.
0: Oh man. Yeah, you
1: know, like that's probably the best thing in the world. Um, to be outside with your friends riding a bike or just you know just being with human beings in person not staring at a at a, them through a computer screen.
2: I think it's like, I feel like in this time, like it just, things can feel really hopeless. Like it feels like there's a lot that you can't do. Um, and it's like, oh, the kids don't turn in the work. The parents don't help them. Like kids aren't, like everybody is at risk for getting sick. Like it just feels like there's so much against you. Yeah. And I try, I'm trying really hard to find the things that I do have control over even if it's something like very small like it can be something like hey I can make a call to a kid I haven't heard from and even if their parents don't answer like I can leave a message um I can like just setting like small like expectations for myself like things that I know that I can do I find that that, like, changes my mood.
0: You know, and, and it is hard as a teacher. I mean, it's – you feel totally helpless. But you got to get in there and be like, okay, I'm going to do the best I can do. You know, and you got – and the one thing I keep saying to myself is, you know, a, lo- a lot of other teachers are feeling the same way as I am right now. And we're – teachers yeah. stressed out right now. I mean, yeah. the stress level is unbelievably high. You know, and it's like you're learning new things. And you want to get your kids engaged. But how do you do that on a paper packet? You know, how do you make it fun and interesting so the kids want to do it? You know, i trying to get – and trying to get the parents involved too. Try to get the support the kids need. Because you need – and most, you need support. Like that's the biggest thing. You need support. And trying to get that – find that way, you know, trying to find out and do that and figure it out. It's, it's a challenge for everyone right now. Yeah. you know, Not, not, just, like not just us the Navajo Nation. And, and you're exactly right. My The students down there, I mean, they are kind of, they're starting a harder, you know, area, but the kids down there are amazing. Like the kids, that my students are awesome down there, you know, and their skill may not be the best, you know, they know all the exact historical information, but they have some other tremendous skills.
2: Well, take care of yourself as best as you can and stay safe out there, you know.
0: You guys as well.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for taking almost two hours to do this with us yeah
1: Yeah. thanks for the invite yeah hey thanks for listening today if you like the podcast please consider giving us a review wherever you listen to this whether it's itunes spotify or whatever else and don't forget to follow us on instagram at teaching unmasked
2: yeah we would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast and also if you have any ideas for future episodes or you know a teacher who would love to be interviewed please let us know on our instagram good luck stay safe and be creative